you walk in the door, you're equal to everybody else in the door. You know, mm-hmm. let's play games. Let's have some fun. Well, pop yourself a beer or a cold libation. Let me tell you how I wrote this little thing. I went and took a call from brother Jason, and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast, and I ask him what you got. He said, I'll start off with some talking and some movie clips of popcorn, fighting fantasy explorations and some groundless exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxing, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the dogs come on, contest and of course you know it's all about games. I said, slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG Variety. Welcome back to Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Today, I have a very special show for you, an interview about DaveCon. DaveCon is an upcoming convention. It's the 8th to the 10th of April, 2022, in beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I I think you're really going to enjoy this interview. We talk about games some, and then we talk about this convention. There's going to be people from the very beginning of the hobby there. In fact, there are going to be people from before D&D was even a twinkle in Gary Gygax's eye at this convention. So I hope you enjoy the interview. I will give one disclaimer. It, we Due to our schedules, we had to record this very late at night. Both Victor and I were very tired, and you'll hear that in our voices a little bit as we're talking. I mean, there, the enthusiasm in Vic's voice never wavers. But you can kind of tell that we're a little bit tired through the interview, so I'll ask you to please excuse that. But without further ado, let's get into it. Joining me today is a special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself to my listeners. Hello, I'm Vic Dorso, uh, founder of Angry Dwarf Games, uh, and uh, soon to be uh, conventioner of uh, DaveCon in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Well, excellent. And I want to hear all about Dave Khan. But first, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about your gaming background, your gaming history. Okay. 1978, I think it was February, my mother bought me the first uh, book of first edition Dungeons and Dragons. And from there, it took off from there. So I've been gaming on and off for the last, uh, what would it be now? I'm not really good with math here. 40 something years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. You, you, you're a little bit ahead of me for Christmas. I guess it'd be 83, maybe. My, my mom got me the Menser basic set. And, and then quickly I went to Marvel superheroes. Then I went to first edition D and D and it, it went from there. So I did, uh, I did D and D AD and D and then I did boot Hill. No, no, I did top secret then boot Hill. And then I did, I think I did one game of Marvel superheroes, but you know, I think the only thing missing out of my collection now is the boot Hill collection. I have not found a box set of that yet. Oh, I'm still looking. (laughs) So so, yeah, back then we played, you know, top secret gangbusters and star frontiers. And and I've got those boot Hill. I never played back in the day and gamma world, of course, second edition gamma world. Love that. Boot Hill, of course, it's in the Dungeon Master's Guide, you know, the conversions. And I always wanted it. And I do have a copy of the second edition box set of Boot Hill now. And, and I've had a chance to run it. But that, that's the one we didn't play back in the day. Right. But as far as AD&D go, I'm, I'm going to ask you two questions here. Then we'll, we'll, 
we'll get in the DaveCon stuff, but okay. your favorite class to play. My favorite class to play. You know, I've played just about every class and I've always been partial to the dwarf fighter. For some reason, I just, I've just always been partial to the dwarf fighter. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I mean, and if it isn't a dwarf fighter, I've always played a drow magic user thief or something like that. Something, something off the wall. And, and I try to try to be a little bit off the wall with my characters. So, and I, and I, Make I think I make some dungeon masters go. Oh my god, what did he just do? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, so let, let's flip the tables around. As a dungeon master, what's your favorite monster? Oh, lately, lately, this is in my personal group here in Minneapolis. They've been running into the hangman's tree in the second edition, uh, uh, or no, as a monster manual two, I think it's in, and. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so much fun watching the players going, what are we going to do? And I'm just like, Oh, you, you guys keep running into these things. And, and you got to remember in my game, part of the way I dungeon masters, I let the players roll the monster that they encounter for a random encounter. And I just mm-hmm. smile at them. Just so like, Oh God. And when they see it, they just like the dungeon master smiling we're dying. So yeah. <laughs> That's great. It's, it's, it's kind of fun doing that. But I, I use basically everything um, in my module to keep up Blood Red Falls. I mm-hmm. use the Spriggans and Knolls. And I really like them. And I use, uh, and I like to use a rule uh, on page 64 of the Dungeon Master Guide. A lot of people don't use this and Dungeon Masters don't. But if you get cover and you're using arrows or, you know, and, and missile weapons, your armor, the armor class of these monsters goes way up. And it's just like, oh, okay, we're well, not right now. They were at a four before, but now they're at negative four. Right. Let's see, try to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I'm a cruel dungeon master sometimes, but hey, as uh, what was it? I read it in uh, John Peterson's book. I don't remember who said this now. I think it was, um, was it Gary or was it? Dave Arnson that said being a dungeon master is you a sadistic dungeon master is better than the dungeon master that uh a dungeon master just gives the players whatever they want. So mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, wait, it's gotta be a challenge, right? I mean, that's part well, of the fun. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean and and that's that's something that in my history and you know, some of the guys around that, that I play in their dungeons, and this is sort of why I became the dungeon master too, is that I think outside the box. I try to think outside the box. Um, I look at a building and I go, well, I'm not going in the front entrance. Forget that. No way. <laughs> if I know I'm going in the front entrance, I know I'm going to die. But if I take the back entrance, that's where the prize is. So, And that's helped me a lot in when I play tournaments and stuff like that. But I, I just I, I don't try to think well outside the box because I know what the other players are going to do. Generally, most players are. Let's walk in the front door and let's clear the dungeon from front to back. I'm more of the, oh, let's find the back entrance and let's go to the bottom level and work our way up, you know? Right. <laughs> Where we got all our hit points, you know, we got all our hit points against this dragon. You know, we, we could defeat the dragon if we have all our hit points, but if we don't have our hit points, we're dead, you know? <laughs> Nobody wants a TPK, so. No. 
Well, but but that's you, you know when you talk tournament games, we're talking you, a lot of time depending on the game. You, you're talking how long did you survive? You know, a lot. You know, depending on the tournament module, it's how far you get into the module. It's not whether you're going to die or not because you're going to die. It's well, well, it depends on the, the module, here's right? The thing but, is, yeah. each each designer of dungeons does it differently. Mm-hmm. I look at it as a type of a commando raid. My keep get Bloodbreak Falls. I I made it a commando raid. If you don't treat it as a commando raid, you're dead. You before you even step foot inside the keeps, you're dead. But if you treat it like a commando raid, you actually have a chance to defeat the module. And that is that's been the secret of keep a blood red falls. I've had people go through it four, five, six times. They try to do it as a commando raid, but they forget some key steps at being a commando. One of them is be silent, be fast, be deadly. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, they'll stop. And instead of keep running and keep going and gunning and everything else, they won't get past certain sections where I've made roadblocks and then they get dead or they right. run into a buzzsaw or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have not had a chance. I, I own that module, and there'll be a link in the show notes. It, it's for five to seven or fifth, seventh level characters, roughly. It, it's a neat module. It's only it's like five bucks on Drive Through RPG for the PDF. Yep, yep. It's, it's actually pretty cheap. But I, I would definitely recommend it to folks. I've read it. I haven't had a chance to run it, but yeah. I, I'll put a link in the show notes. So it's a great module. And in there, I, I give the dungeon masters. If you read it, I give the dungeon masters the hints on how to mm-hmm. do things in 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 the module. So it's like. Hey, when they get to this point, do this or do this. I mean, there's, 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 you know, I try to educate the dungeon master and I try to educate the players at the same time so that they're like, they get better and better and better so that, you know, the modules get tougher, tougher, tougher when they come around. Like I've got a new one in development called Monastery and Task Set. Again, it's one of those modules that you, if you're not using your brain and you're not being silent, you're and the modest module is called monastery of Tasset because which was silent monastery, which mm. should give you some hints, right. but silence can work against you and for you. And you've got to sort of balance this out on how you want to do things. And it's, 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 you know, I've ran that one a few times and people have, have commented. I used, ran it down at Grog, GrogCon down in Florida and I've got some excellent feedback and I love getting feedback. That's why I bring all my modules to the cons, get some more feedback before I put out a final product, which I, you know, and as, as I told you before on my Kickstarters, I buy all the modules first, then I put the Kickstarter on and then I, then everybody gets their stuff right away. I'm not one of these guys that goes on Kickstarter and says, Oh, I'm going to raise a hundred thousand dollars. And then you get nothing out of it. So, right. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, yeah. And I definitely appreciate that. I, I always look, yeah, I I've backed a ton of stuff on Kickstarter, but my favorite creators and the one I'll go back to and back to, to support again, again, are the ones that have the module written before they even start the Kickstarter. Maybe they need editing or maybe they need a little bit of art, but the module's written. You, you know what right. I mean? It's not, be, you know, back yeah, my Kickstarter, all, and then I'm going to write it after it funds. And it's, and it's all money too. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I know. I mean, I know most guys don't have the money to do something like this, and it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a process, and it's a long process. I mean, it took me three years to get um, Keep a Blood Red Falls done because it was mm-hmm. like 
I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. And then I'm having to backtrack. And when you backtrack in a module, it's just sort of like a book. You change the detail somewhere in the book and then you got to go all the way to start, start all the way to go forward again. And you got to keep editing and everything else. And it just, and I drove my girlfriend insane. She was the editor of it. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, you know, it was long and, and a tedious process because you're also test playing it at the same time and getting feedback from people on how and what you've got to do. And so, yeah, if I'm going to, if I'm going to give advice to other dungeon masters that want to write their stuff, take your time, make something, make something you're going to appreciate. And then it, you'll, you'll, you'll see the end product of what you want and run it. I keep, don't, don't, don't just put it out and, and, and think, oh, it's good. Run it five, six, seven, eight, nine times. Keep running it. Make sure, finally tune what you got to do and get it to where you want, but you got to make sure here's, and one of the things I keep telling them is make sure when you make a dungeon, it's winnable, but it's not easy. It is never, it's not going to be like, oh, this is going to be a walk in a park. You know, if, if you want to walk in a park module, okay, then, then make a walk in a park module. But, you know, don't make it so easy that it's, you know, any character can walk in there, just walk out. Um, and another thing I had to tell them is think outside the box. When it comes to traps, you look at Grimm's Tooth traps, mm -hmm. use it as inspiration. Don't use it as what you're using use it as right. inspiration you can you can use a trap for fear you can use a trap for laughter you can use a trap for all kinds of things but when you're using a trap use it for inspiration you know or or or, or directing traffic you can direct your you know moving mm -hmm. sliding walls you know floors that go up and down or whatever you can use whatever to direct traffic for right. for these characters to go oh i'm not going to go down this this slanting stairway i'm going to go over here <laughs> whatever i mean just I, I i when i tell dungeon masters when they're designing or whatever they're doing or and i'm making comments about it just, that's what i propose to them i just say just think a little bit more outside the box gary gygax was really good i mean look at the um right. tomb of horrors mask how many characters Went up to there and went, oh, I'm just going to crawl right in. And it was a TPK for the whole group. You know, and the dungeon master sitting there trying to hold a straight face the whole time. But that was a masterful trick. Also, the three-way um, pit trap where the doors were at the bottom of the pit trap. And there's three different doors and he had it designed. I mean, that was masterful. I mean, to see, because then he'd split up parties and stuff like that. So, well, you know. One that all goes back to the old school idea. You know, one thing why we play these games, well, one, because we love the systems, but also because the need for player skill. It, it's mm -hmm. not just what's on my character sheet and what powers and feats do I have? It's how do I think, you know, nothing at all to do with my character sheet, or maybe how can I make use of this weird item that I have? But generally it's, it's thinking outside the box to solve these problems. Oh and, yeah. And pulling and on your experience. Totally outside the yeah. box. I mean, like, um, I've won the I've been on the winning team for the last two GrogCon tournaments. And the first tournament was all right, you're walking up and you see this big mask or this big, big, big thing here. And it, there's no guards in the front. And well, 
I mean, it's like an invitation for most players. Let's just walk up to stab. So <laughs> when I see this and I see anything like this, it's first thing in my mind is it's a trap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a trap. <laughs> I am not going in that way. And I went around back. I went up. I went over to the top. I found a, a access through the roof of this, this building. And I came down right on top of the big bad monster, which is a dragon. And we killed it. We had all our hit points and we cleaned up. Uh, the second one we won. I bypassed a level. I was like, hmm, I'm going to bypass this level. Something's not right. And I was thinking with my brain saying, I know this is going to be somewhere down below. We're the first level. So we bypassed it. We won. So it was was, luckily, I mean, everybody else was TPKing or had 50% casualties. We only lost one character in the whole thing. So it was, it it was a really good moment in our thing. Cause I was like, Oh my God, last five minutes. We finally, you know, I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) But I invite eight. And if you don't come to Dave con, here's the thing. Go to GrogCon. I love those guys, Dan and James. They have their own podcast, but GrogCon, if you're an old school gamer, excellent place to go. A lot of guys down there and, and girls, and it is so much fun. Bring your kids. You're not too far from Disneyland. If your wife doesn't play and you got kids, bring them down. Disneyland is not too far away and let dad play games or whatever you want to do. But yeah, GrogCon's a great thing. And uh and Dave Con's here in Minneapolis. So <laughs> yep. yeah, well, as soon as they're still locking down the dates for GrogCon 2022, it's gonna be first or second weekend of October. As soon as we have those dates, I'll be talking about it on the show. We'll put links up. I'm definitely going to GrogCon next year, but I'm also going to DaveCon. So let's mm-hmm. talk about DaveCon a little bit. All right, let's talk G- about give us Dave the pitch Con. for DaveCon. What why DaveCon? What possessed you to do this? All right. Originally, there's a guy named Burl Zorn. He's one of the managers at a local store here called The Source. He was running a he was running a, a mini con called Dave Con, where all these guys from Blackmore would come in and they'd have a memorial game for Dave Arneson. And it was it was a great thing. And but eventually, Burl said it was like hurting cats all these guys had lives and everything else and you know some were retiring some were dying and so on and so forth and he just said you know what he said to me one day we're sitting around the gaming table he says he says if you want to run a convention you can run dave con and i said okay well this is five years ago or so and i didn't have the money or the resources at the time to to really do anything with the name or anything else and then i said then after COVID, you know, everybody's sitting around the house going, hmm, what can I do? What, you know, what do I have here? And I reckon, and I, and I was talking to people and I'm friends with Ernie Gygax and some others. And I started reading all the, you know, like game wizards by, by John Peterson, the books before this. And I said, you know what, there isn't one for Dave Arneson. Let's go with this. And so I said, okay, fine. I'll do Dave con. Well, I kept it under the radar for a long, long time. And it purposely did it too, because I didn't want to have 50,000 people going, Hey, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I want part of the action or I want this, or I want that. And I said, forget it. You know? So I kept it under wraps until I got down to GrogCon. 
And I announced it there. And by time then I had a few guests already lined up and I started the ball rolling and, you know, it, you know, you know what you need, you need a venue, you need, you know, you need to have guests, you need to do stuff like that. And so I purposely, you know, if you're going to anything good, you've got to keep it under wraps until you're ready to go. And right. I was ready to go. And, but I've got some great guests coming, including uh, David Wesley, Ernie Gygax, um, uh, who else I got coming here? Uh, we got Jim Tom Cass, Wham, Tom yeah, Wham, Tim. uh, Frank Metzer, and a bunch of the guys from the Blackmore crew are coming. Jeff Berry is coming. Oh, I'm gonna tell you what, David Wesley, Jeff Berry, if you're coming to Dave Con, get into one of their games, you give them a nickel. And you get a dollar's worth of history. I mean, you want a nickel's worth of history, you're going to get a dollar, a dollar fifty, two dollars out of them. Because, my God, I was on the phone the other day before I was talking to you with Jeff Berry for almost an hour, getting a dissertation about Dave Arneson, M.A. Barker, and the pedal throne, how the business works behind the scenes, and and all that stuff. And it was just I was fascinated by the, just by the, the machinations and everything else that was going on behind the scenes. And I'm just, you know, it's, 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 it's an education and, and literally John Peterson's book follows this, you know, game wizards follows this mm-hmm. pretty well, but if John Peterson puts out a book for like empire of the pedal throne or something, you know, a history about that. I mean, I'd pick that one up in a nanosecond too, just to, just so you know the full history of Dungeons and Dragons, where it started at, even before Blackmore. We're going back well before Blackmore, and and how everything started here in the Twin Cities, and and stuff like that. And it's just it's just fascinating, and, it's, and we're so lucky to have people like David David Wesley still around that you can learn this stuff, and it's just. I, I, you know, just sitting in a lecture of his for an hour or two, is just, is just, you know, it's, it's like, uh, entertainment galore, or it's, 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 I would say it's almost mandatory for a grognard. I would say, I would just say you have to do this. <laughs> right. Well, and like you say, unfortunately, a lot of these guys are, they're getting up in years. So mm-hmm. you don't know how many more conventions they're going to be able to attend. Right. So, so you have to take advantage of these opportunities, and and you've got a ton of them coming to the DaveCon. Oh yeah, I, yeah. And I want to hey, I want to get even more. I've even invited more people to this. Um, I'm trying to get you know round these up. I get like it's like I told you before. It's like rounding up cats. You know, everybody's got right. their thing, and they've got their factions, and they've got their 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 ideas and stuff like this. And and these guys have had. Since I mean they played this game every year since Dave's death. You got to move right. forward, and and the thing is too. And at Dave Con, I plan on having a, uh, and I'll reveal it here on on your show is that I'm going to have a Blackmore game and Ernie Gygax and those guys are going to sit in on this. So it, it's going to be the two factions sitting together. It's going to be sort of a unification round, and and you know even in John Peterson's book here, um, you know in the Game Wizards. Gary and and Dave made up in the nineties. I mean, they they sat down and they made up and they, everybody everybody was happy and everything else. And people 
on the outside of periphery, and I'm not going to name names, have been keeping this rivalry alive for profit or malice or whatever they want to do. And it's just plain stupid. I've talked right. to Ernie Gygax, um, Dave Wesley, and, and a bunch of these guys. And nobody wants this anymore. Nobody wants to have the rivalry anymore. Nobody cares for it anymore. It's just plain stupid. And, and it's time to move on. You know, let's be adults. I mean, after they've both been gone now for a decade, let's right. keep, let's move on. Let's have some, let's, let's game together. Let's, let's be friends and, you know, stop the nonsense. That's what I say. So. No, that's great. So we've got the, these amazing guests. You're, you're going to have a, a Blackmore game there that I assume it's going to be set up where the, you know, people will be able to watch them play. Um, I, what, I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to do right now is I've got a film crew coming in. Mm-hmm. They're going to film it, and then I'm going to put it on YouTube. I may, and I'm, I'm working with the, the center that I'm with, I'm trying to see if we can figure out a way to project it on a screen in another outside room, because frankly, we're not getting any better at hearing the older we get, you know what I mean? I really want these guys to have some interaction, be able to talk and, you know, and, and, but other people can watch it from outside the room and stuff. So I really want to want, want this game to be pulled off. And then I want to put it on YouTube free of charge for anybody they want to see. They want to watch, watch it, you know, not live, but you know, it'll be, Mm -hmm. you know, so that we can, in case, uh, children or whatever are watching it. We can do a couple bleeps here and there because you know, not everybody can hold their tongue or remember that they're on. You know, <laughs> right. right? But the fact you're going to have this record of it that's that's free of charge for people. People are going to be able to go and watch and see what what this is really like. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, and and it's it's just you know, like I said, this is one of those things that is long time coming, and and it's just why can't everybody get along and like I said before, and I told you before in another conversation, there's certain factions who think that this rivalry should continue on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And they do it for profit. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, DaveCon is a nonprofit thing for me. I mean, everybody's, you know, I've been accused, you know, of, of, of oh, I'm going to profit from this. Well, tell you the truth, and I'm going to tell it right here live, I haven't used a dime of anybody's ticket money yet. I've used all my own personal cash to rent the place, to buy stuff, to trademark the name. I've used my own cash for everything so far. And if I don't pull it off, everybody's got their money back. I'll be stuck with a bill, but guess what? I at least tried to put this together and I don't want to have any bad feelings in the community at all. The gaming community needs to, you know, unite instead of divide as far as I'm concerned. So I a hundred percent agree. So we're, we're going to have these great guests. Now the, some of these guests are going to be running games that people will be able to, that, you know, buy the badges will be able to come in and play in some of these guys games. Right. And, and then we've got it. You, you're going to have a bunch of other games there as well. Right. People are going to be able to play in. Right. And David Wesley has agreed to do two of his, uh, Bronstein games one I don't know if he's going to do two of the same or if he's going to do one of the Panama version or one of the of the um right original Bronstein I don't know I've made a suggestion for him to do a Pirates of the Caribbean type one 
<laughs> he it's says great. he developed it, but he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't put it all together yet. And it was just like, oh, this is, I mean, I've played in both the versions he's got right now, the regular Bronstein and the Panama. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It was funny. It was, it was, you know, you're talking, you got 16, at least 16 people and you're trying to make factions and you're trying to strike deals with them and everything else. And you're trying to come up on, on top and David's the, the judge this. Mm-hmm. And during this whole time, He's talking to people. He's putting stuff together. He's writing notes and stuff. And, and he's like the grand master. He's like an, or, uh, what do you call that? A conductor at an orchestra. Mm-hmm. He's sitting there. He's doing his wands and everybody's doing their thing and everything else. And, and in the end, it just turns out to be, you know, he weaves a story that, that goes, you know, that you would never expect. You know, you're just like, hold it so-and-so dropped a hand grenade or set a bomb inside the building and blew me up and (laughs) or i was assassinated by so-and-so and and you you know i've been talking to this guy for hours and this is what happened in my last game with panama is i borrowed a hand grenade from the guy who assassinated me and so when he assassinated me, I killed him also because I had the hand grenade on because I knew something was something was wrong because <laughs> I was right. getting these weird questions coming at me. I was like, okay, I need some protection here. Well, it turns out I also killed myself too. You know, he shot me and then I pulled the hand grenade, took him and me with it. So I was like, well, whatever is done is done. But yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating. I, and, and I highly encourage wives. If you want to, if you're coming to Dave Con with your husbands, jump into a bronze stand game. It will help you understand how Dungeons and Dragons eventually became Dungeons and Dragons because Bronstein is actually before mm-hmm. Blackmore. And it's one of those precursor things. And you will, and it's just, you know, oh my God, it is just so, so fun. To, to do this stuff. I, we've had college kids come in when David, David Wesley has done this stuff and they've never done any RPG stuff before. And they just, they've learned this stuff. And it's just, you know, you can see their eyes just, you know, they're like, wow, this is, this is fun. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let me see. Tim Cass is going to play wheel of the blame. And that one of the games is going to be for kids which, mm-hmm. which should be uproariously funny. I've never personally played it, but everybody that I've talked to says it is funny as H-E double hockey sticks. Um, Tom Wham is bringing him some of his new games that he's also now mm-hmm. selling online. And um, he's going to be playing some of those or demoing those. Uh, Ernie Gygax is going to bring his Memorial Tomb and something else about goblins. I don't know what this is. I haven't had a chance to really talk to Ernie about it because every time we call each other, we're talking about Chicago Bears versus Minnesota Vikings football. And well, I've given up on the Vikings. So, <laughs> so um, what else is going on? Um, I got a friend from uh, that's on the Grog Talk um uh, Discord server, he's coming in with his new game for it's called the arena, which mm-hmm. which sounds very interesting because he's it's 16 players against each other, sort of like Bronstein sort of thing, but you're in a an arena. So that's sunny sort of where Sayerville, Staten Island, something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. 
and, but and, yeah, and, he's bringing us, you know. Yeah, we're the, bringing, the, what was it? The, the Grog Talk guys are coming, right? Oh, yeah. yeah They're going to be broadcasting know. live from the from the thing. We've we've made I've made arrangements for that. And uh, uh, Carlos Listing's coming. Mm-hmm. God, I don't even know the complete list. Bill Hoyt, he, now Bill Hoyt's, he's even further back in the in the uh, Bronstein era. He was making miniatures in 1964, I think it was, for tactical war games. Um, so, you know, like the sand tables and stuff mm-hmm. like that. He was making, like, miniatures for that way back when. And he was a part of the original um, original Blackmore crew. And, oh, yeah, I mean, just... Yeah. I've got and, invitations out to a lot of these guys, but again, COVID is is scaring a lot of these gentlemen because of, you know, it's it's now we got the Omicron or whatever you want to call it, right. and they're scaring them, and it just you know, and I don't blame them. And I've left an open invitation to these guys to say, hey, if you're coming, let me know. I got a ticket at the door for you, you know, free right. charge. Please come, play some games, shake some hands, you know, talk history of the of gaming and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, so, yeah. and, but um, then we'll have other just GMs running other games, maybe oh, not yeah. famous people, but there's going to be a number of other games. Sign up for games. Tickets are fairly cheap. I mean, they're cheaper mm-hmm. than Gary Con. Yeah, they <laughs> are cheaper than Gary Con. So, so let's talk about the venue for a second. You, mm-hmm. you, you've got a, a, a nice modern venue here. Right. Right. It's yep. it, it was the what what at one time was the the fan, or maybe it still is what was fantasy, the fantasy fight games it was yeah. fantasy fight by games it was bought out when fantasy flight the the owner or the president of fantasy flight um retired he bought the game center out called it game centers now it's got it it's got dining there mm-hmm. you've got a game store in the place it's huge it could probably handle five, 600 people easily. If, you know, if we're not all sitting at tables, um, it, we've got private game rooms and there'll be a section for the, there's going to be sort of a platinum VIP section where these, these older gentlemen that are invited can go rest. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not, we're not spring chickens, you know, I mean, they're not 53 like me or whatever, you know, they can't run right. around and, you know, go direct traffic and do whatever, but they're going to be, they're going to have an area they can go and rest and, they're going to have their, there's going to be some games there along with the Blackmore game. That's going to be in a certain like boardroom so that we can get the cameras just right. The sound levels and, you know, you know, it's a big complicated process and right. I'm not in charge of it per se, just saying you're in charge of this, put it together. I'll be, I'll direct traffic. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. But the, so we, we, we've got a great venue. Like you said, you got food set up there, so they'll be able to get by food on site. Right. Right. Hotels are within walking distance. They, I mean, there's the, the double tree. If you want high end there's, and if you want to go to the low end, it's, you know, motel six or the key in and, and there is hotels and some of them have shuttles that will run you within five miles. And, you know, if you don't want to shop at, at game centers, which I highly recommend you do. I I really prefer you do it. You can go over to the source, which has been around for 40 plus years, run over to source comics and games. I mean, the place is huge and buy your stuff, buy some stuff there. 
but the post office is across the street. If you buy too much, you can mail it home, <laughs> which is a great thing. You know, you don't get to sit there and go, what am I going to pack in my bag? Well, the post office is across the street. You can just put your stuff in a box. They got, you know, if you know what you're doing at the post office, you can mail it right there home and you don't have to worry about stuff. Um, Rosedale Mall's close. Um, and there's all kinds of things that if you want to do, um, and anybody who has any really questions about it can contact me through the DaveCon page and I can I can send them some more information or fill them in on more stuff. So yeah, there'll be links to all that in the show notes. The convention it's April 8th to the 10th. Is that right? Yes, sir. The date, yeah. April oh, 2022, April 10th, 8th yep. to the 10th. I'll have links to all this in the in the show notes, the website and and there all is, there's links yeah. in there for all the hotels. There's links in there for the game centers mm-hmm. where it's at. There's links for the airport to get the game centers. I mean, right. A I list know. of the guests is on there. All the, everything is on there. Right. So, and and more being added as I, as I speak. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you want to come run a game there, if, oh, if you get your badge, there's a way to sign up to run games on there as well. Right. So you can, yeah. please, please. If you got a new game, you'd want a test run. This might be the place to see it because I got Tim Cass, Frank Metzer, all these guys. Have, all these guys that are coming have invented games before, or have made modules and stuff like that. And you never know; they're going to have time to just walk around, and they might just sit down at your table and go, "Hey, you mind if I sit in and, and play your game with you?" You don't know this. They're going, but they're going to be having. You know, they get special access badges. They can just go wherever they want and just go. Hey, I'm going to sit down at this game. So you might be lucky enough to have a Tim Gas sit down with you, and play. You know, whatever module you're developing or whatever. This is sort of like going to Gary Con, except for it's a lot smaller. <laughs> Which is a good thing in these events because you have more access to these VIPs and it's easier to hobnob with less mm-hmm. people there. Right. And, and, and here's another thing. We're going to have an app for food and there is a beer and wine license at this, at this facility. So, you know, at Gary Khan, you really didn't, you had to go to the bar to get it. So here they're going to be delivering it to your table. So <laughs> there you go, folks. See, that's the seller right there. <laughs> you can sit at your table and have a, a dark, nice dark ale or whatever you want to do and, and and hobnob with 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 your fellow gamers and stuff like that and uh, have a great time. And and like I said, there's going to be expanded menus. Um, God, I don't know what else is going to be going on. I ask people not to do any LARPing please. I mean, I, I, I've seen what happens at conventions with LARPing and they sort of take over bathrooms and stuff like that. And so, please, please leave your LARP gear at home. Come to game, you know, because there's right. gonna really be no area to LARP at this mm-hmm. facility. I mean, with, with as many people as I'm expecting to come, there's going to be no area whatsoever to LARP. So, right. I mean, and, and there are plenty of conventions that where you can go do that. Right. So that, that's just not what this particular oh, one in Minneapolis is. Has, yeah. I think there's four or five other conventions and some of them, that's what they specialize in is LARPing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, and this is, this is the nitty gritty let's get down and do some gaming. Let's roll some dice and, and have some fun, explore other people's strange new worlds or their fantasies. I mean, I've got people going to play everything from star frontiers to, to Blackmore and, you know, Bronstein to, you know, these new games that are just coming out by these old time designers. I mean, 
So, yep. um, yes, please come to Minneapolis. It should be, should be, and it's a good time of year to come because if it was in October when Dave Arnest's birthday is or whatever, yeah, you got to compete with football games, basketball games, baseball games, uh, hockey games, everything else. The hotels are fairly cheap at this time of year, and mm-hmm. you don't have to deal with all that nonsense swirling around. And, right. <laughs> you know, because I've seen weekends here in Minneapolis where they've had three of the four professional sports teams playing and hotels are next to impossible to get. So, and that's yeah. sort of like game hole. If you, if anybody's been to game hole, they never have it on a weekend that the, that the Wisconsin Badgers are playing football in Madison because all the hotel rooms are booked and everything else. And that's sort of one of the reasons it, it drew me to April. It was like, oh, I don't want to deal with, you know, having to deal with all these hotel problems and everything else but in hunting season, you know, everybody's mm-hmm. got these things, but April, that's, a, that's, a, that's a whole different thing, you know? Right. <laughs> and it's, and it's, and it's generally better for most people. You know, you get to October, people are thinking about Christmas and, you know, <laughs> they're going, all right. So anything else you want to know about? No. Well, yeah. I, I think we've hit the highlights. We, who knows? I may reach out to you as we get closer. But yeah. for right now, I'm going to put this out there. Like I say, there'll be links in the show notes. But I really appreciate your coming on. And we will, like I say, I'll, I'll keep mentioning it. And we'll keep drumming the business up. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you in April. Oh, I definitely look forward to seeing you too. And I hope you bring your uh, equipment so you can and make a broadcast and get some interviews in with some of these legends. So, Oh, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. All right. Well, okay. have a good day sir and uh and uh and i'll see you in april okay take care yep bye okay folks that's the interview and that's the show i hope you enjoyed it i hope you can come out to DaveCon next year it's going to be a great convention i'm looking forward to it my tickets hotel are already booked if you have any questions for vic about DaveCon, you go to that DaveCon link in the show notes and you have contact information in there, you can contact him directly. Or if you send something to me, I'll be happy to forward it to him. You can reach me by leaving a message on Anchor. You can send an email to nerdsrpgvarietycast at gmail.com. If you attach an audio file to it, I'll play it on the air and make you famous. I'm also on a variety of different discords. So thank you so much for tuning in. Normally, I would thank Ray Otis for the coffee cup clip art. Of course, today we have art up there for DaveCon. I want to thank TJ Drennan for the amazing theme music. And I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to join me for my show. Talk to you next time, folks. Take care. Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? Who's on the phone? your auntie or a joke about your spouse but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house what's in the box what's in the box what's in the box what's in the box well the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head and the only question left is if I fail to shoot him dead bring on the gold bring on the gold I want some more bring on the there is a dustman in your moil's body tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper 
Train wreck!